Shalom, shalom. Welcome. It's Kenny Russell, Bulldozer of Faith, living life in the spirit. I hope you're having a blessed day wherever you're watching from. Uh, just give us a shout out. Let us know where you're watching from. I know we've got a few people that uh, are making comments right now. We just got Russell signing in in the UK. Good to see you. We've got Lola. Welcome, Lola. We've got Esther in Australia. Uh, we've got B in Texas. Good to see you. Uh, if you're just joining, just give us a shout out. Let us know where you're watching from. What a blessing it is that we can come together to minister around the world and to lift up the name of Yahovah. Thank you, Father. Today we're going to be talking about walking in dependence on the Holy Spirit. And, you know, what are some of the key things that we're looking at in this time? And the reason we're going back to every single day is we want to be equipped to be effective for the gospel of the kingdom. Hallelujah. We are getting back to the fruit. We want to be fruitful in our walk in Yeshua. We don't want to just be people that are just uh, obtaining more knowledge, more information, and just really feeling good about ourselves and all the things that we know. But how are we going to apply the Word of God in our lives to make a difference for His kingdom? It's not acceptable just to become more knowledgeable in the truth. And yes, we want to know the truth because the knowing of the truth sets you free. But what does freedom truly look like? What does it mean to walk in freedom? When we live in a world where so many people are bound uh, in yokes of slavery, they're bound to the assignments of Hasatan, to Satan, and we have the answer. It's found in Yeshua, the Messiah. He is the answer. So how are we going to bring that freedom to this generation? Every single one of us has one life. And are we going to make it count for the Messiah? Are we going to apply our lives to the giftings and the callings that we have been born for? And I believe that we can accelerate our destiny. You know, you have control of the accelerator of life. You know, you can put your foot on the gas and, and gain up uh, some speed. Or you can take your foot off the gas and put uh, your life into neutral so we want to engage in the gears of life. We want to, uh, you know, accelerate for the things of God to make a difference. You know, God can do more in one minute than we can do in our, in our entire life. So how important is it for us to yield to the Holy Spirit? It's vitally important that we are inquiring of him, that we are walking in his ways, that we are walking in his steps, that we're not caught up in false doctrine. We're not caught up in the uh, the lies of religion, but we want to be free from religion. Hallelujah. And we want to walk in the freedom of a mighty God and see his kingdom come and his will done. Holly, good to see you. Thanks for joining. We've got... Uh, uh, Darda with us in Tennessee as well. We've got Ken, Ken Russell, Kenny Russell. Good to see you, brother. Hope you're doing well. We've got um, uh, Yogi uh, joining as well in Mississippi. We've got Jeff. Good to see you, Jeff, in Missouri. We've got Cassandra. Good to see you, Cassandra. We've got New Day. Good to see you. Thanks for joining with us. We've got Andrew joining. Hallelujah. Yeah, it's great to see you coming in. We've got Reva 
joining as well in New Jersey. Hallelujah. Well, I hope you're ready for what we're going to study on tonight. But before we delve into the Word, let's just take a moment to prayer. Father, thank you for what you have done in our lives. Thank you that you have set us free. Thank you that you have transformed us. We have uh, received the blessings of salvation, that we are being saved, that we have, uh, you know, we have uh, received the free gift of salvation. Yeshua, you paid the price for us. And these are things that we want to meditate on and focus on, Father, that we can have a life that makes a difference. Father, we don't just want to get to the end of our life and the only thing we're remembered by is, uh, you know, by our, uh, our gravestone and what's written on our gravestone. But we want to leave, Father, a legacy. We want to leave uh, fruit that will last even beyond our days. We want our lives to count. And this is what we pray for tonight, that our lives will count to make a difference for you. So, Father, we yield to you today. Father, we pray for acceleration. We pray for transformation within our lives. And more than anything, Father, we ask for the fruits of the Spirit to be so alive within our lives. So we commit this time to you. Father, we just, you know, no notes tonight pretty much. We just got our Bible and we're just going to press in. Uh, I've got a couple of little notes that we will refer to. But more than anything, Father, we want to hear your heart into our lives this day. So, Father, have your way in Yeshua's name. Amen. Hallelujah. Walk in dependence in the Holy Spirit. You have to be dependent on the Spirit. Amen. We don't just want to go through life doing our thing and doing our thing our way, but we want to depend upon the Spirit. Yesterday, if you were tuned in yesterday, um, in the ministry we did yesterday, we had about 10 minutes where uh, the feed had no volume. Uh, so we never got those 10 minutes, but we were recording, but the recording system failed as well as the live feed. But if you go to uh, Spotify and uh, our podcast areas, we crop it out uh, so that you can have the message uh, or what we have of the message together as one. In the sight of Elohim who gives life, that's what we spoke on last night. We're just really covering a lot of scripture last night. And today, you know, look, let's just flow with it. I just really felt Galatians chapter 5 is what, uh, uh, you know, we're going to meditate on tonight. So I'm going to read basically this chapter. We're just going to go through this chapter and enjoy the chapter. And every day my encouragement to you is this. Look. The reason we're back on daily devotion, yes, we're still in this pandemic. We're still experiencing lockdowns. You know, we're still in major crisis around the world, you know, and there's so much pressure that's going on within the world. But I want to ask you, what type of pressures are going on in your life? Are we focusing on the negative or are we applying ourselves to transformation, Are we applying ourselves to say, Father, in the midst of all of this, when, you know, look, we can be so worn out by how much time is involved just trying to survive. But I don't want to be one that is 
just uh, surviving. I want to be one that's thriving in the Spirit. And it doesn't matter how strong the winds are. We can raise the sail up and we can start to move at speed. We can count it joy. We can see the fruits of the Spirit manifest even in the midst of difficult times. Yes, it's not easy. It's not easy. Life is not easy. You know, but in the Spirit, we can walk in His freedom and in His blessing. So let's just start out with Galatians 5. We're just going to read and, you know, we'll just uh, take a few pauses as we go through. I love what it says in verse 1 of Galatians 5. It says, It is for freedom that Messiah, the Anointed One, has set us free. Yeshua, stand firm then. And do not let yourselves be burdened again uh, by a yoke of slavery. Stand firm then and don't be burdened by a yoke of slavery. Haven't we heard that before in Matthew chapter 23? Uh, just, we'll just go there a second. It says in verse 1, Then Yeshua said to the crowd and to his disciples, The teachers of the law and the Pharisees sit in Moses' seat. So you must obey them. Why? Because they are speaking forth scripture uh, and do everything they tell you. But it's not telling you to, to do all the things that they are telling you outside of the word. Only what is said when sitting in Moses' seat. But do not do what they do, for they do not practice what they preach. They tie up heavy loads and put them on men's shoulders. Uh, but they themselves are not willing to lift a finger to move them. So we don't want to have the, the, the loads of religion. We want to walk in the freedom of Yehovah. And that's what we see. It's for freedom that Messiah has set us free. Stand firm then. Don't fall back into religion. And even for those who've been walking in this Hebraic lifestyle, you've got to be uh, careful that we don't fall into legalism we don't fall into judaism there's so much confusion over what things we should be believing and how we should be walking so in verse 2 it says mark my words i paul tell you that if you let yourself be circumcised messiah will be of no value to you at all again i declare to every man who lets himself be circumcised that he is obligated to obey the whole law. And what's this talking about? I'll read the next uh, verse here and then we'll talk about what it's talking about. You who are trying to be justified by a law have been alienated from Messiah. You have fallen away from grace. So what's this talking about? This is talking about justification by law. You know, the, the group called the circumcision, they were coming around telling those who were coming to faith in Messiah if you're not circumcised and under our control and under our leadership, you do not have salvation. You don't have salvation. And what's Paul saying here? He's saying, listen, if you've come into faith and you're circumcised, hallelujah, work in circumcision. But if you come into faith and you're not circumcised, you don't have to be circumcised for your salvation. And if you think you do, and if you make a decision that you do, you're obligated to the fulfillment in the flesh of the whole law, <laughs> or you're going to lose your salvation. So 
what's Paul saying? He said there's such an important position of the grace of God. Listen, you cannot save yourself. You can't save yourself by your works and the things that you do. We need to uh, come under uh, the, the, the blessings of the finished work of Yeshua and what he has done. He has paid the price. It is by grace through faith that you have been saved. Hallelujah. So it says in verse 5, But by faith, we eagerly await through the Spirit, uh, through the Spirit, the righteousness for which we hope. For in Messiah Yeshua, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision has any value. It's, it's not about your salvation. The only thing that counts is faith expressing itself through love. And this is the key. The only thing it counts is do you believe and have we received from Yeshua, from his finished work? And, you know, that's expressed through the love of God. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. What a beautiful love story that we have from the father in sending his son. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. So we receive you, Yeshua, and what you have done in our lives. But we are not going to be burdened in the circumcision nor the uncircumcision. We're not going down there. Listen, if you study the Torah, you will find that the Torah talks more about the circumcision of the heart than it does about the circumcision of the flesh. So it's not about the acts that we do outwardly that determine our salvation or our position in the things that we do in life. I want to ask you a question. You know, you might have come into the Hebraic walk and you've gone out and got circumcised, but I want to ask you the question, are you walking in the circumcision of the heart? Is your heart circumcised? Are you choosing to walk in the things of the Spirit? And this is what I love about what we're talking about right now. We're talking about getting back to the fruit. We want to be fruitful in the spirit, we want to see the glory of Yehovah manifest in the things that we say and the things that we do. And we don't want to be speaking uh, words of truth for other people to do. And we're not living it ourselves. We want to be living examples of the truth of the gospel. Hallelujah. Verse 7, you were running a good race. Who cut in on you and kept you? from obeying the truth. And this is what religion will do. It seeks to cut in on you. So you're running the good race. Who's cutting in on you? And I want to ask you the question. Just take a pause right now. Is there, uh, is there uh, religious systems cutting in on your race? Are you noticing that, uh, you know, the way you, you walked when you're walking in the spirit, now how you're walking in the Hebraic walk, is there a difference in your spiritual life? You know, I'm challenged on an ongoing basis. And, you know, Haley and Hannah will sometimes say to me, you know, are you losing the life of the spirit with some of the things that uh, the way that you are uh, interpreting the scripture? And it's good to be kept in account of how we are walking our life because we don't want to abandon the walk of the spirit, uh, you know, to be caught up in works orientation and yes you know we see in james the importance 
um, you know, show me your faith without works, you know, that's re religion. We have got to have faith with works. We've got to be applying our faith and walking this out because we are living the life. We're walking in the life. We're doing the life. So who, um, who cut in on you? Who's keeping you from obeying the truth by bringing in a lie? Hallelujah. That kind of persuasion does not come from the one who calls you. A little yeast works through the whole batch of dough. <laughs> you know, and this is the important about Passover time and unleavened bread. You know, uh, getting the leaven out of your house because it will cause so much damage. And what Paul is saying, you know, because of religion, because of the weights of false teaching, it's, it's like a little yeast that's going to work through the whole batch. It's going to ruin your life. So get away from religion. Don't be caught in the place of religion, but get into the place of, of freedom in Messiah. Hallelujah. We want to walk in dependence of the Holy Spirit. We want to see the fruits of the Spirit manifesting within our life. We only have one life. And we want to make it count. Are we choosing to make it count for him? Hallelujah. A little yeast works through the whole batch uh, of the dome. I am confident in Yehovah that you will take no other view. Get, get away from religion. Listen, Judaism is a false religion. We're not looking at how Judaism marries uh, to the walk of faith in Messiah. It doesn't. You know, our faith in Messiah is not a subsidiary under Judaism. No, no, Yeshua died. And when Yeshua died, Judah was cut off from the marriage covenant. The Northern Kingdom was already divorced that we see in Jeremiah chapter 3. But in the renewed, in the sorry, in the new covenant, I used to call it the renewed covenant, as you go into a word search and a word study on uh, Chodesh, Hadash, you see that the word that is being used is new. There is so much new within the new covenant. Okay? It's not the same as the old covenant. It's not just renewing the old covenant. There's, there, there's a lot of key things that, you know, one day we'll go into a study and start breaking these things down. So in the new covenant... Uh, what was I saying? God, I lost my train of thought on that, but anyway, it'll come back to me. Yeah, we, we have confidence in Yehovah. Um, we're not going to, uh, sorry, what? The, I am confident in Yehovah that you will take no other view. So we're talking about not being caught up in religion. We're talking about Judaism is a false religion. You know, if you're, if you're in Judaism without Messiah, you need to repent and come to faith in the knowledge of Messiah and receive the Messiah. Yeshua didn't come to give us a new religion, but Judaism is even younger than Christianity in the form that we have today. We see the work of the Pharisees and Pharisaic teachings that we see in the times of Yeshua. And we just read in Matthew 23 on how Yeshua said to deal with these Pharisees. Listen, they're giving you a set of rules that they're not willing to obey themselves they're putting yokes and burdens on you you know before you take three steps you have to make sure that you've covered your head um you know a passover you've got to take 
not just the leaven out of your house. You've got to take your dishes, your cups, your saucers, your kettle, your toasters, your, you know, so many things just in case. If you see one little speck of a crumb, just one, oh man, you're damned to hell. It's not going to be good. That's why you've got plastic cups or, uh, you know, everything's got to be different for uh, the season of unleavened bread. That is not found in the scriptures. These are uh, burdens that Judaism is trying to put upon our lives. And we don't want to be burdened by the yoke of slavery, but we want to walk in the freedom of Yehovah. Hallelujah. So let's just keep reading here. I'm confident in Yehovah that you will take no other view. The one who is throwing you into confusion will pay the penalty, whoever he may be. Brothers, if I am still preaching circumcision, why am I still being persecuted? In uh, that case, the offense of the cross has been abolished. You know, we don't want to lose the power of what has happened at the cross and what Yeshua has done for us. Hallelujah. Verse 12. As for those agitators, I wish they would go the whole way and emasculate themselves. Well, that's a little strong, Paul, you know. <laughs> We're going to speak that out in the local congregation. But it's true, you know. What extent are you going to go to? You know, how deep are you going to go into religion? How much... Uh, bondage are you going to put upon yourselves? And, you know, we don't want to be people who are bound, but we want to be people who are walking in freedom. Verse 1, it's for freedom that Messiah is set us free. So stand firm then and don't let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. Stand firm. We want to walk in dependence of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. So, you know, we can walk in the fullness and the blessings of the Torah and the law without being bound to the spirit of religion. Okay, verse 13. You, my brothers, were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge in the sinful nature. Rather, serve one another in love. You know, what's it saying? You know, don't get caught up in greasy grace. Understand the importance of grace, but, you know, don't just use grace as an excuse to go live uh, a sinful life and do whatever you wish. No, we want to be yoked to the life in the Spirit. We want to walk in His love. Hallelujah. Serve one another in love. And, you know, another important thing about verse 13, serve one another in love. It's not about how you just um, uh, receive from God, you know, here you are having devotional time. Okay, God, what word do you have for me today? This is not how we're called to come to Scripture. We want to come to Scripture and lay our lives down and say, Father, I've come to receive from you. What are you doing? What do you have to say to me so that I can apply your word in the service of others? Hallelujah. This is the love language that he wants us to walk in. He wants us to be serving the body of Messiah to make a difference. How can we spur one another on in the most holy faith? I want to see every one of us growing in Messiah and, you know, not being caught with the traps of the enemy, not being caught with the, the deception 
of religion. They're walking in freedom. Why is it in the, in the Mercianic world, uh, you know, we have believers in Messiah and they're so en engrossed and embracing Judaism and the ways of Judaism. You know, do we need to have prayer shawls? You know, uh, have we got to follow, you know, should we wear a kippah on our head when we don't see these things in Scripture? This is not what we're called to do. We see all these um, religious practices that I see within the Mercianic community. They're carrying out all these religious practices. Who told you to follow the Torah portions? You know, it's not something that we see in the scripture. Yes, we do see in the book of Acts that, you know, they went to the synagogue where, where Moses was being read each week. Yeah, but you've got to understand they had no other scripture they, they didn't have the scripture like we have today they didn't have that thank you father so we want to walk in freedom we want to get to the place that we are flowing in the freedom of Yehovah and also in his love that we are serving each other in love verse 14 the entire law is summed up in a single command love your neighbor as yourself if you keep on uh, Biting and devouring each other, walk, uh, watch out that you uh, or you will be destroyed by each other. And this is the consequences of uh, always, you know, attacking each other in, in, from a religious perspective instead of walking in the freedom that Yehovah has for us. Now, you know, I love what it says here, verse 14. Let's read it again. The entire law is summed up in a single command. Love your neighbor as yourself. Why is this? What, what is this talking about? The entire law is summed up. You know, love your neighbor as yourself. What, you know, why were laws given? Why are laws given? They're given to expose, um, you know, lawlessness, sin. Before the law is, is given, we are seeing the acts of sin in, in action, you know, do not commit, uh, uh, don't commit adultery, have no other gods before me. All of the ketubah that we see in the book of Exodus chapter 20. The children of Israel, they had failed at all of these commands. Love the Lord thy God and serve him only. Well, they weren't doing that. They were failing in so many places. And the reason the law is given is to expose the place where the failures lie so that we can apply ourselves to the truth and walk in the blessings of Yehovah. So the entire law is summed up in a single command. Love your neighbor as yourself. Okay, let's go to verse 16. So I say, live by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the sinful nature. For the sinful nature desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the sinful nature. They are in conflict with each other so that you do not do what you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. You're not under the consequences of the law. Why? Because the flesh, the, 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 the sinful nature is going to be in competition against walking in the Spirit. And, and this is why we need to prepare our lives for fruitfulness so that we are walking in the blessings of Yehovah that we are applying ourselves to uh, the walk in the Spirit, that we are seeing 
um, the fruit of the Spirit manifest in our lives. We've got to make a decision. We've got to make a decision. And we see this decision that we say, live by the Spirit. You know, speak it out right now. I choose to live by the Spirit. I choose to live by the Spirit. I am not going to gratify the desires of the sinful nature. These are choices that we are called to make. For the sinful nature desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the sinful nature. They're in conflict with each other so that you do not do what you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you're not under the law, the consequences of the law. The acts of the sinful nature are written out here. They're obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, uh, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. And, you know, some people think, well, those who live like this, if you do specifically one of these things that's written here, you will not inherit the kingdom of God. But what's it saying? It's actually a stronger word than that. If you choose to live in uh, uh, the sinful nature, you will not inherit the kingdom of God. Full stop. So we have to choose to be led by the Spirit. This is not an option. In faith and in walking with Yehovah, you cannot walk this life unless you choose to walk by the Spirit. And we see this in the book of Ephesians. Uh, where is the verse? Okay, there we go. Uh, in Ephesians chapter 1, in verse 13, And you also were included in Messiah when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, not the, uh, the salvation gospel, the gospel of your salvation, the good news of your salvation. Having believed, you were marked in him with a seal, the promised Ruach HaKodesh, the promised Holy Spirit, who is... A, gar a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until um, the redemption of those who are Elohim's possession to the praise of his glory. Hallelujah. So what's it saying? Let's go back and just read that in verse 21 of Galatians chap chapter 5. Um, I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this, will not inherit the kingdom of God. Okay? So what what is it living like? It's not just if you are involved in witchcraft or jealousy or fits of rage. Listen, if you are living in the sinful nature, you're not going to inherit the kingdom of God. You're not going to see the kingdom of God manifest on earth within your life. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on the earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Hallelujah. Bring the kingdom. Father, we want your kingdom to come. The Father is looking for vessels so that we can push back evil, that we can push back the assignments of evil. This is why it's so important 
that we are pressing in together and saying, Father, we want to be filled with your spirit. We want the gifts of the spirit to be coming forth from our lives because we want to be effective for your kingdom for such a time as this. So, you know, we're not stopping at verse 21, you know, because every one of us has failed in everything that's been written above. We have all failed. We've all fallen short, but we have continually on a daily basis, we have got to come to the place where we make a decision and we say to the sinful nature, you are not in charge. I am born again of the spirit. I'm washed in the blood of Yeshua and I choose to live life in the spirit. So we want to see added to our lives, not the sinful nature, but the nature of the spirit. So what's the fruit of the spirit? Verse 22, the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Why? You're not subject to the law if you're walking in these things. Why? Because we are walking in obedience to the will and the purposes of Yahovah. It's only when we fail and when we step out of the fruits of the Spirit and how we are called to walk that we become subject to the consequences of the law. So we need to walk in the love of Yehovah. You cannot bring the love of God to this generation if you have not genuinely received his love. And this is why it's important that we never forget about our salvation and how we came to faith in Messiah, because he who is forgiven much will love much. We need to remember what we have been forgiven from so that we can walk in the fullness of his blessings. So against such thing, there is no law. Those who belong to Messiah Yeshua have crucified the sinful nature with its passions and desires. And this is the key. And this is something you will have to do continually on a daily basis. You have got to crucify the flesh. Crucify the sinful natures with its passion. What do you do when those passions arise? You go to the word and you press in and say, I'm choosing to live for you, Father. I'm choosing to live in the blessings of Yahovah. I'm giving up the sinful life so I can walk in the blessings of the kingdom. I want to see, that's why I see so many testimonies in my life. That's why I see so many incredible breakthroughs. It's not because I don't face hardship and I don't face trial and I don't face difficult times. No, I face all of that. You know, we're not immune to that. Yes, we see in Goshen in the, 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 the plagues, the 10 plagues, the first few affected even Goshen. And then when the real wrath of, of Yehovah came upon Egypt, Goshen was protected. And the children of Israel did not experience the wrath that was being outpoured. So let me tell you something. When it's just normal events within life and the cycles of life, we are all going to face those things. But when the wrath of God truly comes upon the earth, that's when we're going to see supernatural protection. And we can apply the principles of uh, protection in the word of God that we will not be uh, subject to all of the elements of what's going on in the world. But the reality is when you're in a storm, 
and those waves and you're on a boat with other people and the boat's been pushed around with the waves, you're moving in the same motion as everybody else on the boat. You know, look at what Paul said, you know, when he was uh, heading to Rome and they're in that storm and they're all hanging on for dear life and Paul's like, you know, eat a meal, get ready. This storm's going to be so powerful. This entire ship is going to break up. <laughs> they're throwing everything of value overboard because those things have no value. The cargo has no value. You might be carrying a whole bunch of cargo in the midst of this pandemic and crisis, but we need to throw some of that cargo overboard just for the very purpose of survival to get us through. And the ship's broken up. And the word that Paul got from the angel is, if everyone will stay with the ship, you will all survive. There's something that you can grab hold of. There's something that you can take that will help take you to the shore in the midst of the storm. I just want to say to you, in the midst of the storm and the things that you are going through today, don't give up hope. It's okay. Stay the course. Press through. You will see the victory of Yehovah. And you will get to the place where we are standing upon dry ground. Hallelujah. And, you know, it, it's very important that we understand this. And, and as we do devotional time, you know, I'm not just trying to get together with you all just to find someone to preach at and to, to give you just good words of encouragement. I want to do life with you. I want to share what life really looks like as we go through this journey, you know, this is devotional time. You know, this is not just preachy-teachy time. This is devotion time where we're seeking to align ourselves to make a difference for the kingdom. Hallelujah. For those who belong to Yeshua the Messiah have crucified the sinful nature and its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking and envying each other so we don't want to be comparing ourselves oh if you're going through this storm and you're having a hard time well you know it's because you're living in sin you know you're not serving god properly god doesn't love you like he loves me blah 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 and all these different things no we don't want to be sitting on our uh, position of strength and looking down on others and saying you can't come to where i am you know, because you're not holy enough. You're not set apart enough. No, we want to see the fruits of the Spirit manifest so that we can all walk together in the faith and see the victory in Messiah. When we look at uh, the fruits of the Spirit, we've got nine uh, fruits that we see here. The first one is love. I'm just going to read off a few scriptures. You can take note. John chapter 15 Verse 9 to 11, as the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and remain in his love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. And if you've been following over the last few days, how many times has this scripture come up? How many times have we talked about Love, we talked about joy and the importance of us pressing forward. So that's in the area of love. So take note on that, meditate on that. In the areas of joy, one of my favorite scriptures, 
found in the book of James chapter 1. Consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kind. <laughs> you know, when I bring this up in counseling and when I'm trying to encourage people that are so downcast in the midst of their trials, I'm like, come on, consider it pure joy. Whenever you face trials of many kinds, many kinds. Okay, where's the joy in the midst of what you're going through? What have you got to praise for right now? Whatever trials you may face, because you know the testing of your faith develops perseverance and perseverance must finish its work so that you and I can be mature and complete, lacking no good thing. You know, this is wisdom to know how to bring the joy of the Lord into every situation you face. What do you want to be known for? Do you want to be known, you know, as a sour puss, you know, with a, a sour puss face, as we call it in Scotland? I don't know how to interpret that for our American friends. Maybe you use the same term, uh, words, I don't know. Um, you know, but we want to find joy. We want to find how joy can be manifest within our lives. Okay, so the next one is peace. And I just want to uh, read uh, from John chapter 16 again, verse 33. I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. So when we listen to the words of Yehovah, we understand that we have authority. We understand, you know, what is true shalom is to be in the presence of Yehovah because where he is, there is perfect peace. Even in the midst of the storm, we can witness the perfect peace of Yehovah. I've told you these things so that you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. So your whole world might be getting shooken up right now because of governments telling you, oh, by the way, you can't go to work. You can't fly. You can't leave your house. <laughs> all these different restrictions that's getting put on us. Listen, we're in the world and we're surrounded by trouble. But take heart, I have overcome the world, says Yeshua. So we've just got to stand on his promise, knowing that we have the shalom of Yehovah. The next word is patience or forbearance, we see in some translations, you know. In Timothy in 1st Timothy chapter 1 verse 16 it says but for the very but for that very reason i was shown mercy so that in me the worst of sinners messiah yeshua might display his immense patience as an example for those who would believe in him and receive eternal life hallelujah for this very reason i was shown mercy Hallelujah. The worst of sinners. Look at the patience God has and how he has waited for us to walk into eternal life. And if people can see the transformation within our lives, we want them to see that they can also walk in transformation. So when we receive the words of encouragement, the words of faith, and you see the chart of your life versus what the Bible says, don't just run off into depression and say, I can't do it, you know, I can't live this life. Recognize that the, the fruit of the Spirit is here 
to take you into a new experience. What did Paul say in 1 Timothy uh, chapter 1? He says, I was the worst of sinners. I was the worst of sinners, but I was shown mercy. Yeshua displayed his patience as an example for those who would believe in him and receive eternal life. So listen, receive receive patience. None of us really want patience. We want everything right now, but we've got to be encouraged. In Ephesians chapter 4, verse 1 and 2, I'm just going to read an extract from that. It says, be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Be patient. Come on. We had Halloween the other day, and, you know, it can be so frustrating when you're seeing friends and people who are meant to be walking in faith, you know, serving the devil, you know, to put it bluntly. So how are you going to react to them? How do we uh, bring forth the patience of God and, and bear with each other in love and bring them through into the truth, you know? Hallelujah. This is the fruit of the Spirit that we're looking for, patience. The next one is kindness. And in Romans uh, chapter 4, Romans chapter 2, verse 4, remain in us, uh, or sorry, I haven't got my glasses on. Okay, what do we see in Romans chapter 2? I didn't write out Romans chapter 2, so let's just go there. Romans chapter 2 and verse 4. that you show contempt for the riches of his kindness, tolerance and patience, not realizing that Elohim's kindness leads you towards repentance. The Holy Spirit will help us walk in, in, in true integrity so that we can come to the place of repentance, that his kindness will lead us towards repentance and let us show others the kindness of Yehovah. These are the fruits of the Spirit that should be manifest within our lives. Hallelujah. The next one is goodness. Let's go to Second Thessalonians. Let me just turn there. The T's. All the T's are together. Second Thessalonians chapter 1. Uh, I'm in First Thessalonians. <laughs> I'm in First Thessalonians chapter one. It's only got ten verses. I'm like, you know, I was just reading this earlier. What happened? Okay, Second Thessalonians chapter one, verse eleven. With this in mind, we constantly pray for you that our Elohim uh, may count you worthy of His calling, and that by His power he may fulfill every good purpose of yours and every act promoted by your faith. So we want to see the goodness of God and what he is doing towards us, how he, by the Holy Spirit, is, you know, showing us how we are called to walk. With this in mind, we constantly pray for you that our God may count you worthy of his calling. So let's let's be people who are pressing in 
that he may fulfill every good purpose in you, that we may see the goodness of God, that his goodness will be revealed within our lives, that we will see that fruit of the Spirit within our lives. Hallelujah. We want to walk in the faithfulness that the Father has for us. Hallelujah. We want to see his gentleness. We want to see in Matthew chapter 11, verse 29, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your soul. Let's minister the gentleness of God to this generation, and there's not a better verse that explains it than Matthew chapter 11, 29. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. This is Yeshua inviting us to the place of discipleship, to be discipled by the Spirit. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I'm gentle and humble in heart, and you'll find rest for your soul. Hallelujah. And the last one is self-control. And what do we see in Galatians chapter 5, right where we are in verse 16? And we'll just go back and read it. Uh, in verse 16, so I say to you, live by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the sinful nature. We want to be those who are controlled, not by the sinful nature, as we've talked and shared in those verses, um, but we want to be controlled by the Spirit. Self-control. We have a choice to make today. Are we going to have the fruits of the Spirit manifesting in every area of our lives or are we going to live in the sinful nature i want us to walk in the fullness of the blessings of the kingdom of god why because this is our inheritance that we have the kingdom of god manifesting within our lives walk in dependence on the holy spirit that's our focus today if we choose to walk in the dependence of the holy spirit we will see the manifestation of his kingdom that's when we see the rule of heaven overruling the rule of earth. So I speak blessing upon every one of us as we choose to walk in the ways of Yahovah. I come against lack. I come against robbery in Yeshua's name where the thief is seeking to steal, kill, and destroy. I ask, Father, that you will pour into our lives the blessings of heaven. Every spiritual gift is given us in the heavenly realm, and we pull those gifts down and we say, Father, may our lives be an example that we can communicate the gospel of peace to this generation. That we will not be subject to all of the assignments and the attacks and the things that's going on. But may people around us see the attitude of our heart. This is not about gaining wealth and prosperity. This is about walking in the fruits of the Spirit. So that as we are walking in the midst of difficult times with others in the world, that they will see that our attitude, that our response, the way we live our lives is completely different. And we know why. We have confidence in this, that our God is able. He will carry us through. Hallelujah. I hope you've been blessed and encouraged with the word today from Galatians chapter 6. Let's be those who are getting to the place of you know, experiencing the fruit of the Spirit in every way. We want to get back to the fruit. So you can get back to the roots, but, you know, this is the time where we want to get back to the fruit. So many of us have been seeking the roots of our faith, but the cost of the fruits of our faith. 
So let's be those who are embracing this walk to make a difference for a mighty God. Hope you're blessed and encouraged with the message today. Um, please uh, see at the top, you have a link there to send me an email. Send me your prayer requests and uh, also share with me uh, testimonies of what the Father is doing in your life. If you have any requests as well, just let us know. Uh, Kenny at Bulldozer of Faith, if you are watching or listening by podcast on Spotify uh, and many different platforms uh, uh, for podcast. If you're watching on Facebook, give us some thumbs up right now and just let us know that you've enjoyed this message today. Um, share this uh, feed with others as well so that we can share the message of the gospel to this generation. If you're listening on YouTube, thanks for joining us on YouTube. I see Tony's there as well on YouTube. Blessings to you and your wife uh, in Texas. And uh, let's let's press forward. You know, make sure you're uh, you've got the alerts, uh, the doorbell thing on on YouTube. Subscribe to the channel if you're on YouTube, so you know when we go live. Um, Esther, good to see you in uh, Australia. Let's just uh, do a few shout outs. We've got Christine Landis as well. Good to see you. Uh, I know I fall short of all these things at times. Yeah, that's right, Christine. We all do. We, we all do. And what we've got to do is we've got to understand that there's decisions we have to make in life. We have to crucify ourselves um, that sinful nature. We've got to crucify that sinful nature with his passion so we can see the blessings of the Spirit manifest in our lives. So, I, you know, I, I just want to encourage you. Good to see you, Russell. Thanks for all your comments and for putting the scriptures on the feed there. Excellent. You know, it's, it's very important that we make a decision to accelerate our faith journey. You know, like I said, I don't want to be like I was last year. I don't want to be like I was last week. I want to be pressing forward in the kingdom of Yahovah. Thank you, Father. Just give a few more shout outs there. Uh, Keith in Liverpool, good to see you. We've got Dixie, North Carolina, good to see you. Thanks for joining. We've got Mary as well joining with us. Good to see you. Thanks for being with us today. If uh, we've got Anne in Pennsylvania. Hi, Anne. Good to see you. Thanks for joining with us. We just speak blessing over all of our lives as we fellowship together. Jerry, good to see you. Massachusetts. <laughs> Always a blessing. Every time I think about you, brother, and pray for you, it just you bring joy. Uh, Every time I, I see you there and I'm praying for you, and I, I do continually pray for you. So be blessed and encouraged. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right. You know, so like I said, just keep giving us a shout out um, and uh, take the message to the nations. But don't just take the message of what I'm speaking. Come on, let's live this life and let's be a book that is read by others. That's, that's what it's all about. That's the key. The key is not how do we build followers. The key is how do we develop leaders so that we are going out to bring influence for the kingdom of God to this generation. All right, guys, thanks for joining with us today. Look forward to seeing you tomorrow. If you want to give to the ministry, you can see the link. It's uh, bulldozerfaith.com forward slash give. We appreciate everyone who's standing with us uh, financially at this time. Listen, it's very important. We need your prayer and financial support because we are not meeting 
the minimum requirements we need to meet uh, to function. So that's all I'm going to say about it. We're pressing in and saying, Father, we need provision and we thank you for provision. So stand with us if you can. If you haven't got resources, I'm not asking you to give. We will pray for you too, that you will be blessed and increase at this time as well. And together we'll see the glory of Yahweh manifest. So until tomorrow, shalom, shalom. Hallelujah.